Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, Director of Global Talent Development at Framestore, and welcome back to the Framestore podcast, episode 18, part two. On Monday's episode, we engaged Vancouver-based lead animator Shuji Singal in our 13-question grilling, otherwise known as the Framestore podcast dailies. On today's episode, we pass the mic to this week's guest co-host, Montreal-based 3D animator, Mei Fu. So without further delay, we hope you enjoy episode 18, part two of the Framestore podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 18, part two, the second installment of our conversation with Vancouver-based lead animator, Shuji Singal. This is where we hand over to this week's guest co-host, who will continue the interview where we left off. So May, it's over to you. Thank you so much, Simon and uh, Samantha, to have us for this session. Uh, I'm going to start with food, because I'm a food addict. (laughs) I think Shuchi probably is too. I, I am. I, am. <laughs> um, I remember we used to eat breakfast every morning at work, and there was a day I saw you making porridge. I was so surprised that the flavor you put into your porridge, and I asked you why. You said, oh, "It's common in Indian to eat it this way," so I did the same, and I love. I absolutely love it. I'm still eating my porridge this way and most of the time. And I think of you when I eat it. That's great. So <laughs> my question is, uh, what flavor do you put in your morning porridge? A sugar, B honey, C salt and pepper, D or something else? Uh, salt and pepper for sure. And these days, since you're working from home, we are trying like very different, like quite a different recipes. Like we're doing cherry tomatoes, capsicum, sauteed, like whatever we can think of. And you would be surprised. It actually tastes really good. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, tomato? Yeah. Said, like you can just wow. saute cherry tomatoes or like capsicum, like some spring onion. You can try it out. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's inspiring. I will definitely try it. Yeah. Because I, I, I love salt pepper. I never think a salty porridge. And uh, it feels so great to have a sugar-free morning. Yeah. And it's, it feels like light for the day. And so we are experimenting every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep asking your new recipe in the future. Awesome. And highly recommend Simon give a try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's dive in animation. Uh, in part one, you have shared uh, one tool that uh, deleting static key. And um, and I so much agree. I, I use it all the time too, like every half an hour. Yeah. It's addiction. It's so good. You, I remember what Loic told me when I started the first year. And I was just like, wow, this amazing tool. And I'm craving for more tools, please. Can you give me more tools? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I don't have like a lot of um, like out, like which are extraordinary tools or something. I use most likely the basic tools, which most of the animators I think use. Um, I'm like graph editor. I don't think I can animate without a graph editor at all. Like for yeah. sure. There was a time I did not know about graph editor. I didn't know how to like manipulate it. But I think now I cannot animate without it for sure. 
then space switch tool either the frame store space switch tool or the ev labs like both of them i think that's something which i am i have to have it like without that also i it, it's very difficult to animate these days yeah and uh, anim library for sh- i think since we are working on things on a very tight deadlines it's nice to have uh, that anim library uh, in our frame store pipeline because we can access to different shows sometimes and then just use it like as a reference point just to have a, like a base to start on and uh, it's a good good way to like just get your blocking passes out even if you want to add on top of it but i think anim library is pretty cool that way and i think um other than that there's like from external i'm just using mostly like the animbots like the tween machine okay that is like one of my favorites just to get like quick in betweens or like you know the holdouts or everything that that is very useful for me and uh, there is another tool which i like to use like especially when i'm doing walk cycles like i think it's the mirror tool but not the frame store mirror tool because i find it like a bit tricky to use it so there is this external one but i'm not sure where is it now because i downloaded like at a very like early stage of my life like early stage in frame store and i still have it in my custom scripts but yeah i'm not sure if it's there because i tried searching on the internet about it because, and since a lot of people were asking me about it it's called c mirror tool and i think it was marian in montreal who suggested me that tool Yeah and it, I find it really handy to to use like for walk cycles because then you can just animate on one side and uh, like focus on the one side of limbs and then you can just mirror it on the other side without having to like you know double your work. Oh yeah. And you can offset it like uh, for the timeline for that reason. Cool cool. I I think I might have that tool somewhere but I don't use it. Somehow, oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I will, I will check it out for sure. Yeah, it, it's yeah. very handy like it just speeds up your walk cycles like like half half the time it takes to do it nice nice thank you and you mentioned about the graphic editor to man- manipulating the tool is it any specific uh i mean uh, uh i think it's really useful to know your timing in that like and also like uh, since i'm so used to using it now it helps to clean up like your actions and like your curves and everything so now i know like with the time for the timing and everything i use it graph editor a lot yeah. to see my ease out easins and like all i can select multiple curves and see like which action, how much i need to offset my curves yeah. accordingly yeah cool thank you so much <laughs> no king noting them all down um when you start a new show Uh, what's the first thing you do to crack in? For example, it's a it's a new creature, it's a new rig, and and I know we all going to watch references, but do you have any other other technical approach to to get into the speed? I think like for mostly like whenever the new show is assigned to me, I'll try to go first on the SRP to see if there are any edits of the show. like if there is any postwares previous uh, any data available basically just to get the hang of like what's happening in the film or what's happening in your sequence and what the character is like sometimes like frame store on their wiki pages like they have like the de- like description of the characters like what all uh, and also they talk about like if there is any data available for the movie on that uh so i just try to go through it once to get the idea of and the personality feel of the character Yeah. And of course after that like I have to like I'll go for looking at the references to see what matches like with the character traits and personality. 
and then um i think i just go in without any meaning i just play around with the rig a little bit to get understand like uh, what kind of rig is it most of the time it's either biped or like quadruped so you you know like your basics are covered and then if it's like a flying creature then accordingly you look for the references but i i think like that is the very basic basic things i do like just to get in the flow of the show and then what i'm like most of the times when i'm getting a new rig i start with a walk cycle of that because that makes you understand like all the physics of how the character should move and you can define more like about it like and then you can discuss with your supervisors like if this is something what they're looking for it's more like a r&d like a development of the character so so we get to understand when you do a walk cycle do you pick someone and you start developing from or you you do from scratch i think i do from scratch like because uh if you pick from someone else like uh, it depends on the character or the rig you are working with but uh, i think it helps to start from the scratch then you know like the timing you can play around accordingly what suits the character the best and uh, i think having references really helps in that point to understand the weight like what kind of weight you are looking for so yeah that's that's basic approach great 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 yeah Um so my next question is uh I know well that we talk about Timmy Failure and uh, I know you like the dramatic kind of emotional shot um we saw the say goodbye uh to Toto at Zoo that you made a great great success success Do you also enjoy working on other type of shots like uh, fighting uh, comedic and uh, just some or some mechanic Uh, straightforward sh- shots yes i think i do enjoy like all sort of shots especially like if it's like a fast moving character i'd never got a chance to do like a proper action shot but uh, i have done like few shots like uh, where the character is flying like i remember like in his dark material season 3 i asked my supervisor to give me something other than the emotional or other than the polar bear shots because i've been working on that for such a long time yeah. so that was something very challenging for me and i think it helps you to push your yourself also to learn something new if you come out of your comfort zone okay so um i actually enjoy i enjoy like a semi realistic stuff even more i think oh okay <laughs> like more uh, to play around with the timing and the comic timing of it okay Because now we're going to shout to supervisors to <laughs> make sure you get all you want. Um, yeah, I I I feel like it's 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 also relaxing the brain when when you switch from different yeah. type and uh, take a little breaks because some are easier for you, some are more difficult for you. I actually surprised yeah. uh, you said the other shot can be difficult because I think the the dramatic emotional ones are the most difficult. Because you you have to mix with uh, emotion with mechanic and uh, pretty much everything. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, especially when the character is not talking, I think those are the most difficult ones because then you have to like portray everything with his face, like yeah. his emotion. Yeah. And so it is difficult, but but at the same time, it depends what you have been working on from a very long time because. Let's say if I've been working on emotional shots for a very long time, then I know the structure of it, then I know how to deal with those shots. But if I'm not doing mechanics and the action shots, then I have to like again go into like to study how the uh, physics are working of that. Like, so it can be challenge. It depends. Like, it's all about practice yeah. for me. Yeah. I think what you are doing more. Yeah. 
practice create a comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the、uh, being a lead animator in the part one, and、um, we know you you enjoy it and you're doing really well. I just want to expand your your answer a little bit.、Uh, do you have a, a favorite part being a lead and a challenging part being a lead? Uh, I think I do enjoy like being in this role because、uh, I think my favorite part is to talk to people. Like I get to explore their minds, like and their ideas and how they are going about their workflows, and just sometimes you get to learn from them as well. And、uh, being as a lead, like it, it is a bit like、uh, you see your own reflection, like how you grew up. To be a lead, like because I worked as a junior, senior, and like as a lead, so I know all the stages. And when you're working with the artists, like you understand their point of view. So I think that's like that's fun for me, like just to talk to people, like just exploring their ideas about their shots and how they approach. So that that's a great part. But challenging, I feel, is like you know, like when you see somebody、uh, working on a shot, and like you know that you can do it, like probably in the half the time. But then you have to get it done from them, so it, it sometimes gets very challenging. Like、uh, when, especially when you are in crunch, like to explain it to like artists, like how to deal with it, like or how to not stress about the shots. And then also like、uh, sometimes we try to protect the artists, like not being scared about the crunch or the deadlines or the production. But we don't. We have to keep like a like a smiling face <laughs> so they don't stress out. And and then yeah, I think it's most of the time just to get like the delivery delivery times. That's the most challenging thing. Yeah, it's it's. I think this challenge is for everyone, especially the time we have is getting less and less. Is、uh, yeah. I think it's always fighting with the time.、Um, Sometimes it's it's really not because the shot is difficult. It's the time. Yeah, and also like I think everybody has their own workflow, or especially in animation, I feel like everybody has their own way of working. So、yeah. it can get very difficult sometimes just to、um, make it yeah, a, make like, change. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next question is:、uh, Can you describe a picture of、uh, an idea, ideal supervisor, and in the ideal world? Is <laughs> a question of the dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, no surprises in this.、Um, this not referring to anyone. Yeah, I I think over the time I've worked with so many supervisor and I've actually learned like a lot of things because everybody is very different. Like when you are working on shows and um,、yeah. but I don't know like if like what a picture will be for the ideal supervisor supervisor. But I think the most important part for me will be like uh like it is. Like how they deal with your team, because、uh, if your supervisor supports like the team, like the anim team, at the same time they have to deal with the production. I know that, but if they can just protect you, like to a certain extent, that that works for me. And I think they should be open to like listening your ideas because、uh, they are very busy, and sometimes it's just the creative process. Like and since the artists and the leads, they have like they the leads are talking more to the artists. So the that con- communication should be there, and I think with me, I think that has worked over the years very well because all my supervisor were very open to like listen、yeah. to you. Yeah. So 
Yeah, communication is the key, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I learned that too. It's hard though. Sometimes you just, I feel shy to speak out more. Sometimes it's feel like, ah,、uh, is it I'm not respectful if I'm, ah,、uh, saying too much to against Sifuizer's idea. So yeah, it's it's really tricky to make it right. It is tricky, but I feel like they're ah、uh, they're always open to listening to you because they. I mean, you just have to find that window to put、yeah. in your ideas there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it just works that way. Yeah.、Uh, do you think you like to be a supervisor at some point, or you just want to animating, and or you don't know yet? Honestly, I don't know yet. Like I, I think I enjoy being a lead. Like it's nice. It's a good balance between like、uh, with the team, and you get to animate some shots, and you can pick your shots. So that's kind of nice too. Because in the sequence, like earlier, you can just pinpoint, oh, I only need to work work on that shot.、Uh, as a supervisor, I feel there's a lot of work, and I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm not sure to be honest. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally understand. It's a, it's it's a huge challenge role、yeah. to be a supervisor. They do a lot of work apart from just supervising. So that's yeah, that's yeah. I <laughs> I just every time I work with them, I just I I don't I don't understand how they can do it. I seriously don't understand. Yeah, I, same. Like they're doing bidding and they're doing like a lot of dealing with like so many like different departments. It's just it's not very easy. Yeah, even Lloyd just had a child. New baby and、uh, yeah. dealing with those things at the same time is like wow, crazy. <laughs> My next question is、uh, a big question. Is、um, it bothers me a lot actually.、Uh, it's getting better and better now, but it still happens. When I get a note from supervisor, and sometimes I don't totally get it. I get it, but I don't totally get it. Or I just don't that agree with it, and I don't think it will work well. And But I have to do it, so I I more likely get into a passive working mode. So I just okay working with the nodes, and I stop giving my own input, stop developing. So because I feel like it's not my baby anymore. Do you feel that sometimes? And what is your approach to to get into the active like working mode? I think、uh, when I get a note which. I'm not hundred percent sure about. Or first, I'll ask my supervisor like, what is idea behind that note? Because if you don't communicate well, maybe he has a reason behind it, and he must be seeing like a bigger picture of the movie. Like because we are just seeing our shot, but he must be looking at the sequence, or the, that could be like a director note as well. So that so he might also not agree to it, but there's something he might be getting from the director to address, and that happens a lot. So I think if you just talk to your supervisor first before going into your shot and addressing that, that might help just to understand the concept of it. And even then, if you don't agree with it, I would say I, what I do is normally I just address it, and then I might do a version, uh, like a alt version if I have time, just to show what I'm thinking about the shot. Sometimes it's easier to like portray what you're thinking when you do a version of it. Yeah. So most of the time I do that. And、uh, like I said in my last part, like I think it's it it it's easy if you are less attached to it. Yeah, yeah, shots, yeah, like, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, that helps, so that yeah. really helps over the time. Like、uh, because in the end, you're working not just on your shot; you're working on a sequence and you're working on a movie. So it's not just your shot. Like it has to be a part of. It has to connect to the rest of the things. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good adv advice to to do an old version. And yeah. Yeah, uh, sometimes uh, if we have more time. If we have yeah, more time, if... yeah. That, that's why I said, like, if you have time, that's what I do most of the time. Yeah. Like, because it happened recently, I got something and I'm like, I, I don't think it works, but because the director asked for it. So we did a version, but then at the same time, I did like an alt version and and uh, they approved that version. So sometimes it just helps. Yeah, yeah. My next cliche question is a cliche question. It's, a, <laughs> it's an important question. So after working in the industry for so many years, uh, what keeps you motivated? You Any specific activity you do like outside of animation or with animation? Yeah, it, it's not easy. I'll be honest, it's, it's not easy at all. But um, that, that's why I was saying like, I don't think I do anything outside of activity just to keep me motivated. But like, if you're, if you're able to, like, I would switch shows that that's what I do, like, just to have like something new to work on. Okay. So that really helps because then it helps you to uh, come out of your comfort zone to learn something new. And then you're excited about to work on Yeah. that, like, you know, the new thing. Yeah. Because every show, like, you st if you're doing the same kind of work, then it kind of gets monotonous. So changing that uh that helps yeah for sure yeah, yeah the style of animation that helps like and in frame store i think we have like all sort of shows so that's that's really that's very rare that in a one studio you have like different kind of styles of animation going on at the same time yeah very good tip so uh just going into a little bit more about this difficulty things when i have just uh, uh when i have some just getting a shock i just don't know how it works i really just and I have a super tight deadline to meet and I just nothing's going to work. It's, so do you ever get into that situation and you have some tip? Oh, uh, I think, yeah, um, whenever there's a tight deadline, I feel like uh, you have to prioritize like what is your, the most important thing you want to achieve to get that shot out. Yeah. Because sometimes you can get lost in the details and things, but uh, I, I would prioritize the notes in that case, like not spending too much time just to get make sure that my notes are addressed and uh, it is what the supervisor wants, like just to send for the client or for the deliveries. And uh, when you don't like the shot, I feel like it's just like, sometimes you just have to do it because it's like the part of the process. And I consider it like as a buffer sometimes, like wherever, for between the good shows and the good shots. Yeah. So if you get a balance of the shots where there is something which is like, which really excites you. So think of it as like, I want to spend more time on that. So I'd rather finish up something else like quickly so that I can get to spend like what I want to work on. But whenever there is a deadline, work just happens. So you have to do it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also experience when I guess uh, more experience you have this kind of tricky time will get less less because you you know how to deal with it yeah and also i think uh if you get like lost like it's always good to talk to somebody like so that uh some if you get an eye of your colleague or your lead or anybody on your shot they can just something because when you are in a tight crunch time you don't see what to fix anymore yeah. So if you get a different eye on your shot, like they might just pick point, like, okay, this is what you need to fix to get it done. And it, it gets it easier that way. I do it all the time. Like if I ask, like, if I'm not able to see, I ask my supervisors, what is it like you want me to fix quickly to get it done? Yeah. 
so you're not going around in circles again and again yeah communication <laughs> yeah and also it helps like to show like especially in the tight deadlines it's is best to show your work every every, uh, every day or every now and then even if it's twice a day just to make sure that you're going in the right direction yeah Going to the last question now. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to where your animation dream is started. Um, do you remember there's a moment early in your life you suddenly had an idea to be animator, like you watch something or you talk to someone or something happened to you and you just think, okay, this I want, want to do. And uh, when you actually decided uh, how did you make a plan to work towards it? Uh, I never, I never thought I'll be an animator. To be honest, like I wanted to be. I knew that when I was in high school, I wanted to be in like a creative field. So I did my bachelor in fine arts and all that. Yeah. But animation was not even like in my field. Like so, I never knew that I could make a career in this field. So, so when I started in college and when I did like the course just to understand the tools and everything. I remember like when I did like the first bouncing ball uh -huh. and uh, the motion itself ticked me like because I had never done anything like that before and uh, just to see something moving uh, that really like I don't know it just uh, I just wanted to be in that something which I can make a motion out of it yeah just yeah, to I, create I, something yeah. moving and uh, I never had a plan for it. It just worked out like, uh, so I just kept on going like wherever I find the way to do it. Like, because uh, I, when, when I got into Rhythm and Hues after my apprenticeship program, I still remember like that time Golden Compass has come out and I had to, went to see that movie and that movie got the Oscar. And I didn't know Framestore worked at that time for uh, the polar bear sequence. And it was amazing that to watch it. And uh, Rhythm and Hughes worked on everything else other than the polar bear sequence, as far as I remember. And they had got this Oscar for that movie. And I had just joined the studio and uh, they were kind enough to get the Oscar to the studio. And everybody was able to uh, like hold it and get a picture with it. And I remember I had a picture with the VFX supervisor on that. And uh, we were holding it. I was thinking, I wonder, I want to work probably on a movie which gets the Oscar. So it, it just like, I think I just kept on working towards it. So that helped, that that was, that I would have had no plan to be honest. It just, I just kept working. Yeah. It just I, got the opportunities. That's yes, it. yes. I, I can feel this. You you have this personality. You you really speak out when you want something. I can imagine the moment <laughs> you, you're telling them, that's what I want to do and I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> Um, yeah, and also I totally, totally feel the same when when I started animation. Uh, you know, have this idea is is also when I just got in contact with the three D animation software and I saw those graphic those deadlines and suddenly something's alive. Like yeah. wow, that is so amazing. Yeah, it's like a still still thing, and then you just start moving. Yeah, and you have control over it. It's yeah. like you created life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so nice to know uh, where your dream is started and uh, everything. Thank you so much, Shuchi. And uh, yeah, I think I can let Simon, uh, let Shuchi go and uh, <laughs> let Simon back. <laughs> Those were some really good questions, man. Thanks. Oh, yeah, thank very impressive. And uh, can we just rewind to porridge with salt, pepper, and capsicum? I mean, what <laughs> on earth? I mean, my mind is blown. What? 
Is yeah, this, it, it's a great recipe. How do you, is this something that's part of your childhood? Is this something you invented? I mean, is this what is this a Vancouver thing? Tell me more. So the thing is, like in India, like we have never, we have always grown up like having like a savory breakfast. Like yeah. sweet was not even in our like menu. So when we came here, like uh, I, I think it's the easiest. Like oats were the easiest thing to do like for breakfast. But I was still not very. I, I hate honey. I'm not a big fan of honey. And uh, everybody was eating like this with milk and sugar, and I find it like it, it doesn't exactly. work for me yeah. whenever I tried it. So we like. I think it was my partner who once, he is also like a savory guy. So once he did like a salt and pepper and I tasted it, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this tastes really good. And then we started adding more of our like ingredients to it. Like some, so it starts developing the taste. And I think with like last, with COVID, like working from home, like with last two, three years, we have been eating it almost every day. Wow. I don't know whether I'm brave enough to try it. I think I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. I think, uh, maybe yes. you've started something. You should try it with, I think yes. you should try it with cherry tomatoes. That is like uh, really good. Wow. It tastes really good. Wow. Yeah. With some olive oil, cherry tomatoes, and like oats and salt and pepper. That's all. Okay. There's the recipe right there. I will. I will. Uh, I will. I will loop <laughs> back and let you know how how it went. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and and, and uh, I was going to say, I know we talked before we hit record, um, should you, but um, I should get it kind of recorded here and now that I watched uh, Timmy Failure over the weekend with my son. We had a, uh, my nine-year-old, we had a a rare boys evening where my wife and my mother-in-law went out for the evening. So I said, right, you're going to check out this film that my uh, my colleague worked on and he absolutely loved it. So if anyone out there hasn't checked out Timmy Failure, it's a, it's a great piece of work, lovely, lovely movie. And uh, yeah, he gave it a ten out of ten. So uh, there you go. High, high praise indeed from uh, Devro Junior. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, uh, really, I mean, I I could ask lots more questions, but I, I I'm happy to leave it there. I I, I want to give uh, you know May props for such a great set of questions, like really insightful. I loved how you started off with uh, culinary, you know, almost building on, on we were building on from where we left off on the last episode. And then getting right into the technicalities of what being an animator, a lead animator. So I think there'll be a lot of people that will benefit hugely from that conversation alone. So thank you both so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to spend this time with you both. And um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Is there anything you'd like to plug? Are there any final words you want to put out there before we let you go about your day? Uh, no, I think it was a great conversation. Thanks, May, for putting out all those questions. It was really great. I just wanted to say like uh, if we are still in a creative field like and we are here because we love doing it so have fun with it I know the deadlines can be very stressful sometimes but at the end we are still creating movie magic so yeah just enjoy I think animation is like the fun process so have fun <laughs> and thanks Simon for having us because it was really great and I was happy like when I know that it was May because I have worked with her it was very comfortable talking to her and she she is amazing thank you Shuchi. yeah it's been a match made in heaven and i should shout out christian from the training team who uh got in touch with uh, with may as a potential co-host so props to christian yes. um for uh connecting you both and to naomi for putting you forward there oh. uh, should you uh, it's very very <laughs> oh, she's another and, uh, great person you have... like you have to get her as well at some point oh don't worry no, she'll yeah. make it she, she, i think she she's keeping the montreal animation team alive <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of, we've had Daniel Mizuguchi on already. Um, 
found out that he was a massive horror movie buff. That was my big takeaway from that. So, uh, yeah, lots more, lots more Vancouver uh, guests to come for sure. But anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you both so much. Have a great day and uh, and happy Women's History Month. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this week's episodes. What a great conversation and another excellent addition to our Women's History Month canon. It just leaves me to thank Shuji for being a truly inspiring guest and May for being this week's excellent guest co-host. And a special thank you to Samantha Sosnowski from the Global Training Team on production duties. We'll be back in two weeks' time where we continue celebrating women who tell our stories with another special guest and co-host from the Framestore community. Thanks for listening. See you then.